thank you for pressing play on episode 129 of A-Sides. I'm Andy, and for this episode I have a returning guest, the amazingly talented Liv Warfield. I first spoke with her on episode 90, right before she performed back here in Peoria for a homecoming performance. Now, she has a new album coming out September the 15th called The Edge. She's released two singles so far from the album, Edge, and also Maybe They'll Take Your Picture. So I'm really excited to dive into Liv Warfield's new album and more of her musical tastes as she really schooled me last time. So maybe she'll school me again this time. Thank you so much for listening to A-Sides with Liv Warfield. Look, it's rock and roll! And cue music. good how are you doing i'm good back in portland vancouver area oh wow so yeah so when i it's been like probably some years since i've been back here so it was nice to just be back here fresh air (laughs) oh awesome well thanks for still doing this even though you're out of town oh yeah absolutely i've never been out out on like what is that the northwest yeah it's stunning like stunning stunning out here yes well, thanks for doing this again, because I uh, talked to you last year on Zoom before right. your show in Peoria. That's so. right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had never done a video one until like that one with you last year. And I'm like, okay, I've never done Zoom before. Like I'd always yeah. use Skype. And yeah, so it was yeah, just right. over the Skype. phone. That's right. That's right. That's and right. so I was going to say thank you because I've been trying to do this podcast to come out of my shell. And so that yeah, kind of yeah. took it to the next level. Now I'm just next level. Now you're just doing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thank you. that's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, though, for coming back and performing in Peoria last year. Yeah, absolutely. That was at a, what's that venue? Um, it's no longer there anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, God is right. Yes, yes. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. They only did shows last year. And then, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know what happened there. but Yeah, me neither. Just, yeah. But it was good. <laughs> we had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You blew me away because, uh, oh, like, you got off the stage and you were kind of like singing in the crowd. You told everybody to come down and dance on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was fun. That night was really, really fun. And because I was super excited, I think, I don't know if we had previously been on the road and it had been a while since I played with the band or whatever. And then I had I had some people, background vocalists, who I absolutely love for that. I was just a fun show, period. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we need to get you back here. Yes, I hope so. I really hope yeah. so. <laughs> um, I even told my girlfriend this. I was like, I still haven't done it yet. I don't know why, but I was like, we need to, like, I need to write a letter to the mayor and get you like the key to the city. Or something, ah! one of those big things. I don't know if they still do that or whatever. Oh, but... bless! I think so. Yes, yeah. yes, that's sweet of you. No, I I think there's like a May 11th, like a Live Warfield thing. I haven't. I think I got paperwork for that like 
years ago, like eight oh. years ago, but I just never, I've always wanted to do something uh, with that. I just don't know what yet. Cause I started my foundation, Lena blue. So uh -huh. I'm gonna have to look into that. I would love to do something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Live really Warfield cool. day. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really want to <laughs> do some community stuff, which I've been trying to get back home more. Cause I'm, I live closer to home now. So I can, oh, okay. you know, I could be more available. I wasn't because I was out here in the Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. for many years. So I wasn't able to fly back as black back home as much as I would like to, you know? Yeah. So did you relocate back because uh, of that? You were doing uh, the cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have been in Chicago area for like, I've been there six years now and I'm, I'm closer to home. And I think, you know, my parents and my family kind of led me a little bit closer to home. My husband's job led us closer to back home. So it was a good thing. Like, Again, there's some things I miss about Portland, you know, mm -hmm. like the fresh air and all that stuff kind of really kind of kept me in line. But I'm closer to family and the Cabaret Zazu and the Teatro Zanzani thing opened up a whole new world for me, which was incredible because oh. I'm Peoria. I'm Peoria raised, you know what I mean? So I wasn't really going down to Chicago as much. So I didn't really know about the city as much as I would like to. But now I do. And I love it. I, I really love it there. Mm -hmm. I've tried to like, I guess it hasn't happened, but I've tried to get up there because I saw you even did it again, like the city winery you performed there. Yeah, I was just there too. Yeah. Yeah. A week and a half ago. You were there and then were you overseas too? I've been jumping around quite a bit. We just were in um, Bonn, France, but right on the border of Geneva, Switzerland. So oh, yeah. it, it was super, super gorgeous there. Right, like basically right in the Swiss Alps. That was my first show. In a long time overseas. I mean, I did one the year before, but like bursting at the seams to play internationally was like amazing. You know, I'm like super incredible. <laughs> like I wasn't expecting, I was expecting a crowd, but I wasn't expecting all those people. <laughs> it was a lot. Well, how was it? Was it like a festival that you were part of? It was a festival. Yeah. And I had heard of the festival before. It just was a whole different, like the energy there, the people were fantastic. It was 8,000 people. And it's a different thing because I have a trio now. So the energy is a lot different. You know, you have to expel your energy different. You know what I mean? There's not like backgrounds, there's not like all these horns and like all these extra things going sure. on at the same time. So it was a learning shift for me, you know, to be to perform that okay. way. Yeah, like I guess cool. what, you don't have a lot of stuff to fill out the sound, so it's more focused right. on just you guys. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different, <laughs> it's different. It was different, but it was dope. Like, it was really dope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Like, did you get to like sightsee at all too when you were over there? No. Or was it just quick? It was quick, it was yeah. in and out. When I tell you, I've told people, it was like, it was like a 70, well, 24 hour trip, to be honest with you. Um, it was fast. We flew over there. We had a day to kind of adjust to the time change and then the show. And then the next day in the morning, fly back. Right. And yeah. then land, get maybe 10 hours of sleep and then play Chicago city winery. Like, you know, Oh man. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. Cause I, I kind of miss the edge of traveling and being on tour and like the angst of that energy because I had been doing Cabaret Zazu for about 10 months. So, you know, touring is a different beast, you know, it's, it's a different thing altogether. So I kind of yearning it right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
Um, I was going to ask you some other stuff, but I'm just going to switch mm. gears now because you mentioned sure. The Edge, and The Edge mm. is your new album coming out yes. uh, next month. So, yes. so it's kind of a good segue there. do it just with how you said just the trio that you have well i'll say this 70 percent of the record was done with the trio and 30 percent of it was uh, a couple of producers i worked with previously in the past that i had the songs already written yeah um they were so so good that like i i needed these on the album um one is called get to know love i created with a lot of these cats from dallas if you know snarky puppy a lot of those guys from that group um they're incredible uh, i don't um, know but... so they're 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 mastermind musicians they play with a lot of people a lot of them are group of musicians from horns keys i mean you name it uh -huh. um these guys a lot of these guys are grammy nominated a lot of these guys have their own unit um but it was frank mocha who came up with this well i told him i was like frank i want something like fela kuti um funk rock kind of energy like afro i don't want to say afro beat but afro inspired sounds um and so frank quickly came up with something he's a percussion player and then all these cats from snarky puppy which who i work with um bobby sparks mark latiri who plays guitar jelani on horns um and the list goes on um and j mac my bass player this song is so dope I love it. The energy is crazy. So I did that with them. And then um, another song written by Chris Joyner, who I was in the band with, with Nancy Wilson of Heart. We were yeah. in Rocket Royale together. And he had this track and I was like in love with it. I actually, we have had this track for five years, I want to say. And um, I finished it. So that's on the album and it's called Bloom. It's kind of one of my favorites. And everything else is by the like incredible trio. I'm so blessed. J Mac, Ryan wrote just some crazy tunes on this album. Um I, I'm I'm just really lucky. I'm just in a different place. This album is really incredible. Like I've loved my awesome. other two previous works, but there's something about this one. That is very, I just, I feel so good about it. It's just, this one hits different. It's good. Oh, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I already got it pre-ordered. So Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you. I actually this did uh, the vinyl pre-order too, but like. Yes. I, I clicked the link that you shared and I think it was in like German or something. So yeah, I ended up yeah, accidentally yeah. ordering two, but I'm like, well, I'll just give oh, the other bless. one to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my distribution company is out of Germany. I'm super, super thankful for a leper record. Like, they just believe in the independent artists. They gave me a chance. I knew what I had. They're like, okay, let's do it. I'm hyped. I'm really hyped about it. How was that with the vinyl? Like, if, was there like the huge lead time where you have to submit it? Like, I know pressing plants are like far out in advance. Yeah, like, I think, and that was also kind of the. Uh, <laughs> everything that leading up to the edge everything 
in a good way was like, we had to get the record done because it only had so much time for vinyl for us to be able to release it in September. So I had to finish this album in like three weeks to meet the deadline. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it was really, uh, but it was, it was easy. And that's the thing in the past it had been like, you know, not pulling teeth, but it was each experience. I should say this, each experience was different. This yeah. one came super fast because I felt like this was ready to be done and I've never had vinyl and I just felt like everything was in alignment. Like everything was in the most perfect alignment. I'm I'm not even kidding you. And uh and I had been waiting and praying for this for a long time because it's been 9 years since the unexpected. 9 years. That's a long time and that's cool. Like I can say that now like I'm cool with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz everything has its place. And I think this is a good thing. Really good thing. I guess I don't know, like you mentioned, like some of the people that you wrote with. And usually I like mm. to look at all the credits and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know much about it, but I do know that you've got your single out, Edge. And then you're actually supposed to release your second one on Friday. Like maybe mm-hmm. they'll take your picture. Mm-hmm. Like what kind yeah. of vibe is that song like? Funk filled funk filled and more funk filled that joint is crazy that's the one ryan waters wrote i mean he came to me with this and i was like Okay, because we were trying to figure it out. The groove is so nasty. And then I admit these cats in the UK called the Triple Horns. And I love them because the, the song was already done. Like Brian, Marlon, and uh, J-Mac were in the studio. We already laid the bass, the foundation for it. Mm-hmm. And it was already funky already. Maybe it didn't need nothing else. But then I was like, man, we need some horns on it. But again, you see, I was in that time. I think we, we had maybe a week to turn in the record at that point. I was like, okay, I need, I need horns, but I need, I need all of it. I need trombone, trumpet and sax, like readily available. So um, I called up Triple Horns. We did a show with them in the UK. He was like, Liv, I got you. Sent him the track. Um, I told him it's kind of, you know, I kind of like that sly in the family stone feel, but also tower power kind of energy. So they laced me. And then, but there was something else. I was like, man, but I need, I need a screamer. Like I need trombone. And then I reached out to Roy AG from NPG Horns. Um, And I called Roy the same day. And he was like, I got you. I mean, again, you see how easy (laughs) it was flowing. Just the energy. This thing is funky. I mean, it just didn't take, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. It was the, it was so easy. It was funky. It's, Kind of has that um, Bootsy Collins as James Brown as Sly. It's everything. I love <laughs> it. I love it. It's and it's fun. You know, I wanted something okay. fun on this record. I wanted something where it sounds like we just having a party and it's the summertime and it's perfect time to release it right now. You know, uh, some people will be dancing to on Friday. Oh yeah, not some. Oh. <laughs> you can't help it yeah that bass that j-mac put in there baby it's pulsating and we and we keep it going and that's all that matters the horn hits like 
everything about it is is yes yeah <laughs> mm. Like, how did that go? Like you said, it was fast. Everything came fast. Like, so yeah. like, do the guys in your band and uh, stuff, do they like bring songs and you just uh, kind of like write lyrics to it? Or is it like you kind of add melodies or how does that work? Well, Ryan, uh, already process, had the lyrics. I guess. Well, Ryan already had the lyrics down and he already had the music down. He had the foundation already. And you know, we kind of came as a band in the studio. And then when Ryan started playing and then J-Mac, these these guys were quick. And Marlon, they were quick. They they already had the groove placed. Ryan gave me the lyrics and also Michelle Holloway. She's an amazing singer out of Chicago. Um, she sang some backgrounds with me on it. And the first day we did it, we just laid the backgrounds Ryan sang with me. And it was already a vibe. Mm-hmm. But I waited a couple days and I was like, okay, I gotta, I have to finish the main vocal on it. Man, I maybe did, I'm just, I could be very a perfectionist to the point where I would nitpick that lead vocal. They'd be like, Liv, I need you to get away from the council, stay away from the studio because you will be having us up in there six, seven hours, like trying to correct every little thing. And I made a point this time just to be me in the moment and just take whatever's given because sometimes the magic is in the first hit, right? The yeah. first recording. And it was. And I was like, I'm not changing nothing about it. Let's <laughs> get it. And it just like, like I was saying, I learned to just have trust in the process, right? And trust in the um, energy that is given in the moment because that's sometimes right, you know? And you keep trying to doctor it and change it. And then after that, for me, sometimes the magic of the situation is gone. It's gone. Poof. Now you over here trying to chase it, you know? Um, but it was fast. Like these guys, this trio, they are beastly and they sound huge. And it's all of our synergy. It's all of our energy. And that was important to me that our frequencies were all aligned when we, we did it at Shirk Studios in Chicago. Like the atmosphere, I, I have never really been in a place like that, that it just all worked. And um, that's why I'm so happy. That's why I'm so joyful. You see me smile on the front yeah. cover of the album. I'm just like <laughs> geeked because it's 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 really it's a really good project. It's good. It's great. Like one thing like that I'm excited about with it is mm. because going back to that Peoria show, mm. um, you covered a Phil Collins song. And mm. that that blew me away. That was like the highlight of the show. And that was like in my head for like days. And I was like, man, I wish, okay. I wish there was a recording of this. And I, ah. I, I think I came across something on YouTube where it was like, maybe the show that you recorded live for the cafe Wah. there was like yeah. maybe one that didn't make the album. So I found that on mm. YouTube, but then mm -hmm. I need it like in my car. I need this song, like, you know, more than just on YouTube. So, okay. so when I saw it's going to be on the album, I was like, holy shit. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a beautiful one to do. It meant a lot to me to record that one. It, it's just at so many layers for me, so many meanings, not the obvious ones, but the ones I wanted people to, to be able to bring that song back into the fold because there's yeah. so many layers outside the obvious of what it means, you know? So that's why I wanted to record it. I really wanted to lay it down. Because I love performing it live, but it just has so many layers. It means so many things to me, that song, you know? Oh, think twice. It's another day for you and 
said there's so many layers, but I guess for you, what was the significance? Like a big part. Did you kind of grow up hearing Phil Collins or did you absolutely hear this song later? Yeah, I mean, the song in itself is incredible. The melodicness of what he's saying lyrically is everything to me. But also, as we know around us, the world has totally changed in a way of it's just another day for you and me in paradise. It's like, man, you think like, okay, now is this really our paradise? Yeah. So so that's why I wanted to record it to really have people thinking more so what you could do for your, your people that are down the street or the have and have nots of the situation, just the deeper meaning of it all, really. That's why I wanted to do it. Like, are, are we really in a paradise? And even so, are we actually trying to create one? Are we still creating one? Back then, was it, you know, the homeless and people who have it and people who don't even want to try to even reach out to help somebody is trash, you know? At the end of the day, we're going to have to be there to help each other, whether we like it or not. Well, I know for me, like, I grew up, we're kind of close in age, and I, yeah. I was born in 84, so I grew up with okay. the huge, like, some of the first stuff I remember hearing on the radio was Phil Collins or, like, Genesis and, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always liked Phil Collins, but then I think maybe that song might have slipped through the cracks. Or I forgot about it until that okay. show, and my girlfriend, okay. she, like, kind of nudged me and was like, hey, hey, that's Phil Collins, and the song... Your version seriously like is like very like haunting. His mm -hmm. is almost like I've listened to his and it's like got a hypnotic thing, but you just yeah. like really own that song as your own and you have like mm -hmm. a haunting like yeah. vibe to it. And like yeah, mm -hmm. you really okay. kinda like I guess I'm gonna say thanks for covering that because you put that back on my okay. radar too. I so. appreciate that. Like a lot of people are like, what, Phil Collins? You know, and then I'm like, Yeah, Phil Collins. <laughs> Who, that some, bald guy? <laughs> you got, he's got some he's got some songs, man. Yeah. Like Genesis. Like, yeah. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, even like the meaning or the message behind the song too, like mm -hmm. um, even in Peoria, just driving to work. Like there has been in the last like three years, you know, since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh well, there's mm -hmm. always been kind of people panhandling, but even more, it's like wherever you go, that's like yeah every single corner and yeah i feel bad because i don't do enough because i don't really have a lot of cash on me everybody's got debit cards or like you know so yeah yeah everybody is in their struggle you know yeah. and but at the same time you know i also just feel like it's the little gesture sometimes even if you even if you struggle and if you really don't have nothing i feel like there's something you could there's something else you could do whether that's you know, lending the positive energy, even if you ain't got nothing on you, you yeah. know what I mean? To give, like you said, you have a debit card, I don't have change, I don't have whatever, but at the same, maybe you can go and you can go grab some food or bring it back or it's yeah. just, it's just taking the extra initiative. I think sometimes us as human beings, I think we've forgotten that, you know, we're always just always on the move, you know, but life seems like now it's gotten, it's just hard, it's hard. You know, there's so many, it's just so many things under the umbrella of what the future in 2023 and just the future of us as a people have yeah. to deal with, you know, right now it's, it's different. It's different shifting. I even went back to recently uh, down like a musical rabbit hole and was listening yeah. to some Phil Collins and even 
that song, Land of Confusion. He's like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I guess I might get a little political here or something. No, yeah. I, I don't know. But um, so in that song, he's like, these are the hands we're given. So use them to make a world worth living or something. And mm-hmm. so like there's some of those people, though, like the song really sticks with me now because there's some people mm-hmm. that are like, I guess where I'm going with this, I'll throw it out. Like the yeah. whole thing yeah, yeah. about, you know, like, like make America great again. Well, was it mm-hmm. really always that great? If like Phil Collins is even singing about this 40 years ago, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like. I guess some people are stuck in their bubble and they don't see outside the bubble. So I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just saying sometimes we get stuck in our little. We do. With blinders on. We have. Yeah. And we've been in it, you know. Yeah. And I just think, you know, the world in some ways, it's just now being shook and, and, you know, waking up a little bit. And, I'm, you know, like people are still snoozing, you know. And so I just, I could just be a light. And I think that was the thing also about creating this album was I'm just, I really don't want the negative energy, you know, anymore, yeah. especially around me or I don't know. I just want to be a light. And I also just want want people to relate to my story and to relate to life just period in general, you know, and yeah. write really good songs. That was just my thing. Like I want to be honest and authentic to who I was and write songs that are relatable to people that they can, really grasp and understand that was my thing yeah about music it all, is a way for that to come together too because like even your show last year there was like mm. people from all ages like mm. different groups there was absolutely. like there was like a wide variety of people there and it was awesome absolutely yeah yeah, yeah it was it was yes mm-hmm. yeah like too bad it can't it, like too bad the world can't be just a live concert you know or something all the time because that's where people come together you know, if we yeah, could be like I, that outside of the show. I hope show. so. I hope that's a shift. I feel, I, I hope that's a shift. Um, I think people are going out to see live shows more just because I feel like they're yearning for something else. Uh, maybe that could be me just thinking because now I've been playing a little bit live more, but I, I also just feel like people want to go out and see shows and want to feel, you know, we did and we were and still are in such that pandemic, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've been shut down for a while, you know. Um, I just think people want to feel again, feel just to feel something again, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, sorry to get down a little bit. Like, I guess oh, I got all yes, I got right. all this like nervous energy. Like, I was hyped no, to talk please, to you, no. and now I'm like, yeah. boom, just. I get it. No, yeah. it's all good. I do have to ask you too. Like, what sure. um, is the cabaret? Like, I think you've kind of ended your run mm. there. But what was that cabaret Zazu? Like, what is that? First off, it was circus, yeah. comedy, theater, um, and yeah, circus, comedy, and theater for the most part. Um, it was an experience, and it's sometimes it's just so hard to explain because you're in this circus tent over a hundred year old Spiegel tent on the 14th floor of the Cambria hotel. First off, you're like, Oh my God, how is the circus tent inside a hotel? Damn. <laughs> um, and then you're just transported into this place of like playland, you know? And that's what attracted me to it because it was like the outside world no longer exists. As soon as you walk, walk inside Cabaret Zazu it was like, Oh my God. Like, where am I? You know, it's like this play world, this 
um, like whatever you felt like you could imagine yourself being. And I always tell people that it's kind of like all the characters in the cast. It's like you attach yourself to a character in the cast because everybody was so different. Like, yeah. you know, you had comedy, which is Frank Ferrante, which he's absolutely incredible. Um, and then you've got trapeze artists and then they've got comedy and then you've got another contortionist and she's coming, she's like a, a, a bunny coming up out of this hat, but her, her man and her husband is like this world-class juggler and he's like a magic man. It's, it's a, it's hard to describe, but it's just a, the world's best fantasy. I learned to do aerial for the show. So I was up there doing aerial and singing at the same time. And like the world of the tent and Cabaret Zazu just made you feel like you could do anything. And the, there's possibilities in this world if we just try, you know? I think that's what I brought to the table because here I am in, in my forties being like, okay, I'm gonna train my body to go up in the air, doing all these flips and singing at the same time. I just didn't want to have any limitations. That was what I yeah. felt like I wanted to bring to the table and to the story of Cabaret Zazu. You could do it. You, you could be what you want. You could, you still have the time don't limit yourself. Yeah. It it was fun. And now now it's uh, Teatro Zanzani. Now the original um, company is now back and it's called Teatro Zanzani, which is kind of the same concept. A little different. The storyline is a little different, more comedy. But yeah, it was crazy. Right, so you fun. said you were up in the air. Did you have to do like, did you have to learn some like gymnastic stuff or is it like, are you on like a Oh wire? yeah, it's all, it's, Oh yeah, it's all of that. But I, yeah. I had, I had already had gymnastics in my uh, upbringing because I had done it for fourteen years in Peoria. Like I was a professional gymnast, so I kind of already had it in my bones, setting there. And then when Drea, who was the director of the show, um, she also trains um, Pink um, and like Cher and all these other people. I had an interest in doing aerial and singing. And Drea is like, "I'll teach you," and I was like. I mean, okay. Mm -hmm. And I learned for about a year and a half, I was kind of training my body upside down, just getting used to the ropes and stuff. And yeah, I mean, to say that I did my act 239 times, <laughs> you know, six times a week is amazing. And it really changed me. It, it really changed me. It changed my life, I think for sure. And, and that's kind of even going back to the album, The Edge, like I was really pushing myself to the edge in a good way because I needed it. You know, I needed to explore the other parts of myself that I knew was kind of sitting there, just yeah. sitting there. And it just somebody needed to be like, let's get it because it opened up this whole new portal in my mind. Right. It opened up a whole new way to be able to express my joy. And to be able to just, it just feels good in life, you know, that I'm able to take it and push it forward and also tell other people like, look, it does get greater later. Okay, I'm in my 40s. <laughs> and I, you know, I've had injuries. I've had a lot of injuries. I've had a lot of this. But even, even if I didn't succeed, just for the simple fact that I tried it is a big thing. You know, it's, it's huge because I actually attempted. I've got to that point where I actually tried and nine times out of 10, that's really all it takes is for you. And it changes and shifts your perspective in life, even if you just try. 
Hell, yeah. try it. Yeah, you girl, you might not even get up there and go upside down. <laughs> it's cool, you know, but it makes you the endorphins. It changes you, you know, in your body because you did, you know, and that's what I wanted. And I had a goal and I did it. So um, awesome. <laughs> crazy for <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yes. Um, you crushing it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Is that how you came up with the title, The Edge, then? No, I came up with that because I just felt like everything in me in the past seven years, have I've just been pushed to the edge, good and bad. Oh, okay. But for the most part in this record, it's kind of like the edge of, you know, um, joy. You know, I'm on the edge of my salvation, my victory. For the most part, all of it, it's, it's, it's been positive. And all I had to do is just kind of take it for myself, you know? Yeah. And some people just have a little edge to them. Get a little edge to you, <laughs> you know? And that was what it was for, you know? The sound is different. The sound is very, very live, very rock and roll, very soul, very, very me. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate throwing myself into a genre because I'm inspired, I'm inspired by it all. It's a fun album. It's a joyous album. It's a truthful, honest album, but it's a fun one too. It's very fun. You know, I, I felt like I needed to have fun with this one. The other ones have been really amazing about love and all those things that I was really focused on in my life at the time. But this one's just more about the energy and people and life and celebration and all of that. You were even talking to like just about the cabaret and like I guess mm. a push in your body, all the physicality of that. Like it's not the same, but over the last year, like I've tried to get into. Well, I've been doing yoga and like yes, um, even tried to do Pilates because I was like I wanted to find a way to relax, but then also, I guess we're getting older. Like like you're saying, you're in your forties. I'm about to be forty, and I know people mm -hmm. our age have like back injuries, bad backs. And yes. I want like I don't want to I don't want to have some of those issues later in life. So so I feel like the yoga is kind of a good for that. I guess I don't know. It's great for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ariel was kind of sort of like that, kind of having to open your body up, you know, and stretch and yeah. You know, that was another thing too. Is I was like, okay, I know my body's changing, and before I even did Ariel, and I was like, I'm feeling too tight all the time, and. Also, just it was leading me to a lot of stress, a lot of depression, because my body wasn't being used. It wasn't being open, you know. And when I started to focus on, like, caring from for my shell, basically, I started to feel a lot better. Not a little, a lot, a lot better about myself. A lot. It was just, like, a lot of stress is released. Like, I look at these kids running around. <laughs> I remember my mom and me used to say, like, or just you know they be like oh girl you got these good knees now or you could squat i can't be squatting like that or whatever <laughs> i don't want i, I want to be able to do that i want to be able to squat down i want to be able to so yeah i just i want to be able to move and feel good you know about myself and people are living longer and i want to be part of that number <laughs> <laughs> yes even in peoria they've got something i checked it out last summer and I'm doing it again uh -huh. this summer, but every Saturday they have yoga in the park. And then, like, they? they choose a different park, and it's like eight o'clock, it's like free hour of yoga or something. So I'm like, Come why on, not Gloria? go do that? That's cool. I can dig that. Yeah. I love that. 
That's what I'm done. talking about, Peoria. Yeah. So Let's yeah, go. people people do kind of complain about Peoria, but like there's <laughs> good stuff. If you want to find it, there's good stuff here. Yeah. So, true. Yeah. True. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I even did it. Did some Pilates today because it's like where I work, Maui Gym sunglasses. Yeah. Like they uh-huh. like offer exercise classes too. So. Okay. Oh, good. So okay. yeah, like I'll bug my girlfriend though. I'll be like, look what I can do, and I did the yeah, like the exactly. whole pigeon pose <laughs> thing and stuff. It's like, yes. look at me. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's true. It changes you. Yeah. I do got something else to ask you about, too. I wanted to ask you about Tina Turner. I know she like recently passed, but you said she was a huge influence on you. And huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. That was a hard one for me. How can I explain this? Uh, I got to see someone doing rock and roll who embodied and I could relate to and she looked like me color on my skin black a black woman period and and sometimes to see black women in rock and roll spaces for me I was feeling like how come people weren't as accepting not even accepting that's kind of the wrong word but more like why is this like feeling like it's an anomaly you know what I mean that that kind of tripped me out a bit and I just saw myself in her because I was like, oh my God, like, okay, finally I, I can see more of myself. I can see, you know, black women in rock. Like it's it's not always R and B, you know? Yeah. Also just her just her story and her beauty, but her power. Like I just was so enamored by that. You know, of course we know about how she overcame her and Ike and her abuse and all that stuff like that. But it was deeper for me with her, her spiritual side. I was like, and Tina just as a performer, just, just everything about her. I just felt like I could relate. Like I just felt really close with her in that way. And that really, that really struck me, you know, hard. It did. It really did. But I also felt like she was just so at peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Um, did you ever get to see her live? No. Oh, damn. Yeah, exactly. I would have loved that. Yeah, because we were talking about the era with like Phil Collins and that, the stuff in the 80s. And it's like, that's, I guess, was my entry point to Tina Turner, too. And like, I think she was badass because those videos are her on the heels and she's like, like, you know. Right? I'm strutting, but then she's fast, too. Yes, she's so fast. And, And that was another thing, too, is like, you know, I look at her and I looked at her age too. You know, I know age isn't really a thing, but it was cool just to see like she's in her forties when she really, you know, blew up. Which was amazing to me. Yeah. You know? And, but also it's not even, what taught me it's not in the age, it's in the energy that you convey, you keep in the music that you put out and the universal language to everybody that it speaks. That's what she taught me, seriously. Like I just look at her and I'm just so enamored by her and her energy. Mm -hmm. Any like favorite songs jump out at you? There was one, I mean, clearly I love Nutbush simply the best and all of her hits like that but i also love the songs i can't think of now the ones that she covered 
I absolutely love this jazz kind of tune that she did with Herbie Hancock. A lot of people don't know about that song. Hmm. You really hear her range as an artist. Like, I know she loves rock and roll, but when she did that kind of like jazz thing, it wasn't like she she was very much her in her delivery. But to hear her in that way, like people don't really hear that. You should listen to it. Herbie Hancock and Tina Turner. Um, it, I will, it, I'll check it out because I'm mostly yeah. Please yeah. check it out. in the walls are Some song, some mysterious song. Bars in her head, beating frantic and snow blind, romantic and snow blind. So I'm mostly familiar with the 80s and some of that stuff. I guess like to me it's dated, like it's got keyboards, but she really she really mm-hmm. elevates that with her voice. Like she could yeah, she, she could does. like elevate any song to like next level. Absolutely. Yeah. Cuz she that's what I loved about her because she was confident in in knowing like I can take a cover and do it my way. Yeah. And do it the way I want to, you know? And with confidence in her delivery. You know, that's what I really appreciated about her is because she just she did it Tina's way, you know. <laughs> so and it was always incredible. I'm going to write that down like right now. Herbie Hancock. Please. Herbie Hancock and Tina Turner. So is she just like guesting on like. I think song? it was. Yeah, I think it was yeah. on his album. I think it was on his album. It's 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 like almost like. Didn't she do something for 007? Did she yes, ever do something? Um, Goldeneye. Yeah, she did. So it's like that was actually another song part of that, a part of that whole 007 series. Like that could have been. And if, and if I, you know, shame on me if it was part of it, and I don't know. But I just was like, oh my God. It's, it, it's it, like, it's that kind of vibe. I guess that's how you know she's good. She did. She did a James Bond theme. Not many people can say they did that, but she. Yes, she you know did. that's insane. Yeah. And the Our Mad girl, Max song. Tina. Yes, you know <laughs> it's power. It's um, it's sexy. It's it's again. She's just standing in her power, knowing who she is. Yeah. That's what I love about it. But everybody being able to relate, she made it for everybody. Yeah. You know, which is dope. I like that you're like kind of schooling me again or making me do my homework because uh, mm. I got this one, the Herbie Hancock song. But then the last time we talked, I think I asked, um, I asked you what kind of music uh, that you grew up with. And you said Pointer Sisters. And I was like, oh, like Neutron Days. And you're like, no, Andy, they got way more stuff than that. And yeah, so like in the um, in the last little uh, time since we talked, I did, I dove more into Pointer Sisters yeah and even a group that i like called lake street dive i don't know if you're familiar uh-huh. with them yeah, uh, but yeah. they covered automatic and i like their cover too so, they covered automatic yeah oh my god i have to listen to that um you that's will yeah dope. yeah okay i'm gonna find that okay that's one of my favorite songs too that's a great one yeah yeah, yeah like the one whole album i got it on my phone but i can't remember the album but that one album with that and I think I have Neutron Dance, mm-hmm. and like I'm so excited. 
Like that mm-hmm. whole album could almost be like a greatest hits right there too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was a great album. They had a lot. I I remember that growing up in Peoria. Like, yeah, like yeah. It was just like whole '80s pop energy, that pop vibe. Yeah, I, you know that was really great. They were really great. Neutron Dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew that mostly from like Beverly Hills. Cops yeah, track yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Warner Sisters. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I thank you for schooling like... me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, well, what's on your MP3 player like right now? Like, what kind of stuff are you listening to? Man, that's a good question. Uh, well, I guess cell phone, maybe not MP3 player or oh, in your car. Um, it's a ray of everything. Oh, man. What have I been listening to on repeat, though? There's so much music out there. Um, what's her name? Emily King. I still listen to a lot of old stuff. Like, oh, I'm going back into my Sade energy. Gosh, I feel bad because I'm... I have to look at my stuff because I have a shuffle of so many artists. Like I Shazam it when I hear something, I'm like, Oh my God, who's this? Because there's so much music. (laughs) It is. It's just so, so much music. Um, Sounds like my girlfriend. Cause even like when we're watching a movie, she's got Shazam. So if we're watching a movie and some song pops up, she's just like, okay, I'm going to find out what this is. I'm going to add this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, again, there's so much Marcus Machado, who's a good friend of ours. A lot of my peers have, they've got a lot of great music out there. Um, Ari Lennox. It's its just an array. Black Pumas. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. two from their Instagram. I guess I Instagram, like I'm on there all the time. But like Black yeah. Pumas, they said that they're doing work on another album. They're so, incredible. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those guys live before? No, I've been wanting to see them live, but... Yeah eventually i hope that happens because i love i love them i really do yeah like i need to see i guess a full like live show because they actually came to peoria going back did they yeah like 2019 the radio station that i work for uh they had them play on the patio at like a granite city yeah it was like the week or two <laughs> i like your face but like they played like Right around the time the first album dropped. It was like July 2019 or something. And they just did six songs. Wow. Okay. Like, I'm shocked. Yeah. like That's amazing. Who brought them there? It was WWCT, the station I work for. Uh, But they, I guess, they must have been playing Chicago. So maybe we got them. They must have made a stop. Okay. Yeah. But like, uh, so I bought their album there and they signed it. And then I bought like the deluxe thing when they put out that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it had I extra songs and stuff. They're incredible, man. They're incredible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I was Pumas. even thinking about that. I was like, man, it would be awesome if Black Pumas and Liv Warfield opened up. That would like blow my mind. I love so, that. We need to make that happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please, because I really love them. I really, really, really love them yeah. a lot. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll put that out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a dope tour. Even just a one-off, if they came to Chicago and like you did something with them. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm yeah. here for it. Well, they yeah. got a new record coming out, hint, hint. So. Yeah, yeah. 
I got a couple other questions. Like, what? Sure. What is a favorite song of yours to sing live? All that's hard. That's, oh. that's really hard to answer. Yeah. There's no favorite one. I wish I could tell you there's a favorite song I like to because I, it just changes with my mood. Sometimes I like to, always my favorite is to sing the unexpected live. It just changes from time to time. I mean, I, I'm serious. It changes from time to time. There's no favorite. You know, I wish I could tell you who's a favorite one, but unexpected to me holds a lot of weight because Prince wrote the song and yeah. I did it. I did it my way. Um, I think that's kind of my top one to do all the time. Cause I, I don't know, I'm super connected with it, but there's a lot of them that end up being my favorite. Like, like that Phil Collins one for that for five or six months. I know the band was like, okay, we got to switch out the set list because <laughs> get tired of doing this way. We get, you know, but, and then, the, then the energy will shift to something else. It, it changes, you know? Oh man. Like just, just thinking about you live again, like there was something at that, at that Scottish right too. You did a set. And like you took a break, and when you came back, I think you were kind of singing in the crowd at first, didn't you? Come out of on one side, and someone else came out of the other side. And oh like yeah, singing in that's the crowd, right. and you came down the steps that way. Oh yeah, Man. that's right. Oh God, what did we do? Yeah, I don't remember either. I think it might have been a Prince song or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I but then the other time right. you did go through the crowd and you went straight to the back and you were like right by the row that me and my friends were in. We oh, basically had a whole row to ourselves. And you oh, were like right wow. There. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. it's hard for me to stay still and stay on stage. People have been to my shows. Like, it's, you know, I like to be with the people. Yeah. I like to be immersed in that energy a lot of the times. Like, I just like to be with folks and be in there, you know? I don't know why that is. That was a struggle for me in um, Switzerland because we were on the stage, but we had I had so much of a distance to the people, and I got on the mic and I was barefooted and I ran out into the crowd, like I want to be where you all are. <laughs> and I would look at the band, and then it was so funny because the delay difference sometimes. Like I think we were singing some song, and the band was like, you know, because you live, your your delay was so off, and I, you know, I forget about that because I'm so far away from the stage you know, I'm just getting the front of uh, uh, the crowd sound yeah but the band <laughs> so it the slapback was crazy so I was like okay let me I can't be down here for long so I gotta run back up but it's a marathon with me I tell people it's either a marathon in my shows or a Zumba class so be prepared because <laughs> I it's cool when people sit down but I'm like I I just have to have the energy of people standing up, you know? Yeah. I still have that energy of like, let's go, you know, at a concert, you know? I love that vibe. I got one other one too. Like yeah. in your downtime, like when you're not on stage and you're not in the studio and you're not the cabaret, like what kind, what kind of activities do you like to do in your free time? I honestly like to hike, go walking. There's, to be honest with you, I haven't had a lot of downtime a time to be down to actually, and I'm, I'm really saying this sincerely. I haven't had time to like be and enjoy yeah. like kicking it, going bowling or going, you know, roller skating, it's whatever leisure. I haven't had any of that time to do any of that stuff. And I have to remind myself to take time to do that. 
But when I do, I'm a thrill seeker. So I'm all like, baby, let's go. Do you want to go skydiving? <laughs> do you want to go? You know, that's just kind of, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. It's so kind of like that in, in a strange way. I like the rush. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, living and being and when you have the time, like my mom always says, you only got one time around on this world. And, you know, sometimes a reminder of that, like, you know, I, I want to live, you know, I want to laugh. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be down. So I got to make the leisure time. I haven't. Yeah. I would To answer your question, I don't know what I like to do, but I want to get out. Uh. Well, thanks for taking time out, though, to talk to me because, cause, yeah, you were just outside and now you're inside taking a hour out of your time. Oh, it's all so. good. No, it is really, it's really all good. Like, this is the first downtime I've had in a minute. So yeah. this is this is great. This is lovely. I talk to my P-Town people anytime. <laughs> for real, for um, real. Well, I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I don't want to take up more of your time. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the album. Well, I got that vinyl so, coming. Uh, two copies. Yeah. So. When do you? When does it arrive for you? I'm curious. Um, I don't like. I don't know. It was like, like I don't even remember. I was like, like on Instagram, right? And I clicked the link to get it on my phone, and it kind of took me a minute. Cause I'm like, well, this might be in Dutch or something or some <laughs> other language. So I was trying. Like I was clicking around, and I think I ordered one. Then I found something where I could get it into like English. And I think in that thing, I added another one. But anyways, I figured it out. But I think it ended up being like 70 bucks for two albums plus the shipping. Okay. 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 Yeah. Perfect. So I'm going to think okay. maybe it'll come the end of September, but I'll have it digitally, right? To listen on yeah. Apple you know, before then. It's so good. And, you know, let me know what you think of the songs, stuff oh, yeah. like that. It's so good. I'm just really proud of it. I really haven't said that about any of my work. I have, but this one, I'm just really proud of it because I, I did it on my own. You know, I think that's another thing too. Like I'm all the way independent yeah. <laughs> and that feels different. Uh, do it you know? yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It feels good. So, so thank you. Well, thank you, Liv. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you, too, yeah, for the awesome show, the experience, the music. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Have a good afternoon, Liv. All right, you too. All oh, right, take you. care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.